EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 31st of July and the 3rd of August, 2023. Hello, I hope you're well. Uh, joining me from a very different location to what she normally does is the lovely Ree. Ree, where are you? What's going on? All I can say is that I'm filming on location from now on, Rob. <laughs> She's in a very secret <laughs> location that we can't speak about. No, uh, childcare. It's childcare. Yeah, I'm at my is. parents' house, so they can Nothing watch it. Nothing exciting. Nothing yeah. exciting. Although, to be fair, you've got yourself quite a cosy little setup there, haven't you? Just all cushions. Yeah. And... yeah I'm good. on a settee this time. It's yeah. I'm not comfy. Luxury. I'm a proper natter now. Yeah, you got yeah training up to this point, and now you're ready. You're on your sofa. Won't be able to wear the end of you now, will we? I've even got my feet up. I've never got my feet up when we're recording. Sorted. Great. Sorted. Right. Uh, it's now August, ladies and gentlemen. So you know what that means. It seems like July took a while to get here. I thought. I thought July took a while, but here Actually, we are. Actually, it's been a long one. That's been a long yeah. month. But it's time to change to Sharon. So we've gone from July. This is the bit that audio listeners absolutely love. <laughs> It's their favourite bit. So, July turns now to August, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. It is a classic photo of Miss Sharon Watts looking pensive and Sharon-like and glamorous. Slightly obsessed and pensive about something, but that's Sharon's life, really, isn't it? Come on, let's speculate what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, looking at her, um, I I don't know. She's sat in the living room of the Queen Vic for any uh, upstairs for anyone who's listening. And it looks like the it's in blue, so well, it's blue, yeah. So I'm trying to suss in my head. I mean, that uh, I'm guessing that's around the Carter time. So I think yeah. something something was to do with her relationship with Linda was going on at the time. I think. Oh, what about when she was with um when she was married to Ian and you know putting poison in all his food? Could have been then. Could have been then. She looks like she. Yeah, I can. The look in her. Yeah, that's face, what I was thinking. The look in her face tells me someone that has just tried to stick poison in a carbonara. It could be mm-hmm. that. Could well be that. I can't and wait. And she's for just Ian. waiting for it to kick in. I cannot wait for Ian to come back and have the carbonara gate brought up all over again. It is what I live for. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, we have much to discuss this week because it was a very, very strong week and some fantastic performances. Uh, so let's discuss it in this week's Albert Square After Dark. So first come off the rank, ladies and gentlemen, we shall discuss Stacey, uh, Theo and Eve. And uh, Edmund has sent Stacey a delivery. Now, it's very strange because he sends it straight to the bat van, which kind of immediately unsettles her. And what he has sent her is a kind of kinky, red, lacy bra and what do you call them? Panties. Lingerie, Rob, is panties. the word you're looking is that, for. Is panties, lingerie. Not, <laughs> not panties, that's not the phrase I'm lingerie. looking for at all, is it? No. That's a bit odd. Lingerie, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for, lingerie. That sort of red, lacy thing, um, and which kind of freaks her out completely, and how he delivers this, and is immediately unsettled by the fact that he's just passed Stacey that and sort of scurries off. Um, and her and Eve basically make a plan. It's the most ridiculous plan ever. They basically come up with the idea to for Stacey to message him and say, well, you know where I live, you clever boy. So why don't you come to the house and then we'll, ha- we'll have it out and we'll discuss stuff and you might be able to see me wearing my gift. So you've got Stacey standing in the square gardens and Eve looking out of the upstairs window of the Slater house or staring unsubtly out of the window. And they're literally expecting Edmund to just turn up and say, yes, hello, I'm Edmund. I'm your pervert. Let's do this. <laughs> like I don't know quite what they were planning, or what they were planning on doing when he eventually arrived. Um, however, well, yeah. Why was Stacey stood in the? Why was she stood in the garden then? If yeah, I don't expect her to be at the house. I don't know what sense, she was. I don't know what she was expecting to actually happen here. Um, but mm. unbeknownst to her, Edmund does arrive. 
because um, Theo turns up uh, and basically sort of just goes, oh yeah, I was wanting to discuss it's because Theo's not an idiot in all fairness he might be a lot of things, like a weird old, weird old pervert, but he um, he's not that stupid so he turns up and basically says that, oh I'm here to discuss Lily's tuition, so do you want to go inside and we'll discuss things and it kind of becomes a bit evident throughout the week that Stacy is starting to not I don't think fancy him or anything, but she's starting to kind of quite appreciate him and start to grow quite fond of him in some regards. Do you not think that's it seems to be heading in that well, direction? Well, yeah, because he's he is there in those moments where she's feeling a bit vulnerable mm. and unsafe, in isn't he? All yeah. of a sudden, Theo's there to arrest yeah. you. So Funny she's that. starting to feel grateful that she's got a man that she trusts. Mm. Yeah, uh, who's there in those situations at the minute? Yeah, because Martin apparently mm. doesn't fulfil that role at the moment. And Martin is kind of there on the background throughout all of this week and sort of just looking at mm. looking at Theo just sort of arriving and stepping in. Because Eve has arranged a sort of drinking sesh at the at the Alberts to watch the Lionesses match, which, by the way, Ree, is what was going on when you were talking about the football last week and how you thought it was highly suspicious that everyone was, the boys were playing football in the square. It was because the Lionesses are playing football. That's all it was about. It was nothing to do with the murder mystery or anything see- like that. It was. A... <laughs> I did see I mean, somebody say that, but you know, I, you still look, never know, Rob. You still never know, Ray. And I, and frankly, I highly admire the detective side of you <laughs> that is coming out at the moment. It's very impressive. <laughs> no, when when I read that, very I was good. like, actually, that does make sense. It's <laughs> just a talking point about the women's yeah. football, and it's it? all it Fair is. Enough. It's all oh, it is. Right. I mean, in fairness, it shows how much attention I'm paying because I could have just said, yeah, it's about the lionesses, but that's how much I pay to sporting events. I well, that's less. some football, isn't it, Rob? It is. Unfortunately, if you're coming for football analysis, this is the wrong podcast to come to. Wrong um, podcast. <laughs> but Eve has arranged this drinking session at the at the Alberts, so they're all there watching the lionesses match, and some kind of Guzzy old pervert comes on to Stacy and like try, starts trying to come on to her, and Theo steps in while Martin is there. He kind of witnesses all this, and Theo steps in. <laughs> Theo, this side of Theo that we haven't seen before, it was just uh, like, do you want, you want to leave her alone? It's like, all right, Theo. Where did he yeah. come from as well, by the way? Well, yeah, he said he did seem to just appear from nowhere, didn't he? Like, presumably, he was yeah. there for the entire thing, but he just like kind of came out of nowhere, stepped between Stacy and this pervy old bloke. Yeah. Not that old. He wasn't old or anything. He was just being no, a drunk. He's just been a drunken yeah. idiot, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and sort of just stepped in between them and then sent him on his way. And Stacy was kind of like, thank you. You're lovely. Thank you for doing that and then Theo walks her home and they're sort of talking about meeting up again so maybe actually Stacey might start to see another side to Theo and sort of regret not dating him immediately he's reading into it isn't he because did you notice Uh, Stacey touched his arm as she said by you like I mean, oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean to be fair that could just be Stacey being grateful it could just be Stacey sort of you know fairly innocuous sort of thing oh it was I think it was Theo yeah, Theo is likely to overread that massively and think, oh, I'm in here. I'm in here. The, the nick has worked. Mm-hmm. Hooray, exactly. hooray, hooray. So I'm thinking that Stacey might start falling for Theo a little bit. I don't know if that's where this oh, is going to continue. Mm, and then he might up the game as Edmund so that Stacey's relying, mm. relying on him more for that safe day, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously... They mentioned Martin might be going to Bulgaria again for somewhere. Oh yes, so they did. So he's not going to be in the yeah. So he's not going to be there. So it kind of gives Theo free reign to do what he likes. I think Theo sort of, as in like Stacy sort of told him what's going on. I don't think he knows the full story. Obviously, he does know the yeah. full story, but as far as Stacy is concerned, he doesn't know the full story. So 
he can probably quite easily work out where Stacy is in terms of how she's feeling about the whole thing. So he can, like you say, can just sort of slowly up it up, up it mm-hmm. up, up it up until Stacy is basically relying on him to make him feel safe. And then he's got her exactly where he wants her. Which, yeah, it's not looking good, is it? It's not, but this does, I think, kind of give Theo that sort of longevity to make him last until Christmas. It, it, I think he is a fully fledged suspect for Christmas Day now at this rate. What do you think? I agree, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm also the a little confused as to why Eve's not really picked up on that. Maybe she really Theo. hasn't, has she? No, she hasn't. No. I mean, I think she might at some point. I think something mm. will happen that kind of triggers Eve's spidey senses because Eve's normally very good at this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think maybe it, it might take a couple of conversations with Martin, maybe. I think that might yeah, kind of trigger it into her head to make her think, oh, actually, no, he is hanging around an awful lot. And then maybe mm. she might start to put the pieces together, but it might be too late by then. Stacey might have put so much trust in Theo that she's not listening to anything that anybody around her is saying. So, and obviously the whole, this is all based on the fact that she is so grateful for what he's doing for Lily. And the fact that Lily, and because Lily is surely ready to drop at any time soon. I mean, she might not be nine months, yeah, but this is a think. soap. So from any of this point onwards, she could drop at any second, really, couldn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's going to be more things that is making life difficult for Stacy. So I think it's all going to be about sort of the her like her mental perception of like what's going on around her, and Theo is going to just expertly be playing that. So uh, yeah, long road ahead for this, I think, which is exciting when they run up for Christmas, but it's not good news for Stacy. Bless her. Uh, Reese is this week intimidated by a group of school lads, or as he calls them, a pack of adolescent Reese's macaques. <laughs> I thought that was an amazing line. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Well, apparently, by the way, are a group of very aggressive monkeys, Re. I think yes. So if you come across a Reese's macaque, stay away. Aggressive and dangerous. I like that he's given us all this information. I feel like I learn something new from Reese every single every week. Every week. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a fountain of information. I Isn't oh, I, lo- I love Reese so much. Um, yeah, so. The thing is, though, Sonia has uh, a day off and she wants to go to the Lioness um, thing at the at the Albert. So she's quite looking forward to that. But Reese has to go and deal with something accountant. Did she want to go wise. to the Lioness game? I don't think she, she did. did. I think she was just oh, enjoying. She? Yeah, she did because Eve was Eve was going to ask her. Was Eve was asking her, and Reese was on the background in the phone, um, in the phone on the phone, and um, she was going to go, and then he turns around and says, oh, "I was. I need to work, so you need to go and see. You need to go and sit with Debbie for the day." And suddenly it's like, oh, "Do I? Great, thanks." I didn't think she wanted to do either. I th- I got impression she just wanted to chill at home, but I'm well, still... I think what she wanted to do really was get drunk. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think she was oh, quite okay, right. looking forward to doing that on a day off. And maybe yeah. if, if that had to happen while there was a football match going on the screen at the same time, then fair so play. So be it. So be it. And I can sympathise with that massively. Um, but yeah, Reese asks her to go and sit with Debbie for the day. And Sonia isn't exactly comfortable with this. And she makes it quite clear that she is not comfortable with the fact that she doesn't, she barely, she doesn't know Debbie. So, and it's not like she can have a conversation with her at the moment. So she's clearly quite uncomfortable with this and spends her day looking after, you know, spends her working life looking after people in Debbie's position. So it's not a great position for her to be in, really. And Reese doesn't react too well to this. Um, So Sonia is kind of like confiding in Whitney about what's going on. And Whitney's kind of like, no, you're totally within your rights. You know, really sticking up for, sticking up for Sonia. And I have to say, I kind of agree with Sonia. I am on her, I am on her side with this. I get it, you know, but you can't, Reese can hardly expect her to spend her entire day sitting with Debbie like he does. You know, it's not, it's not that fair to ask of her really, is it? No, I don't think so. And it's, what's she going to do, turn up? 
Hi, Debbie. It's me again, Sonia, your husband's girlfriend. How are you today? Like, yeah, it's yeah. She might like, not feel morally right doing that as well. No, like, it's, it's a bit weird, a bit of a weird situation. It is putting her in an awkward position. I think mm. Reese, you know, sort of works this out for himself that he's maybe being a little bit unreasonable. So it, yeah. but it's clearly going to be a bone of contention moving forwards between them. So I don't, because I'm not quite sure where this Debbie thing is going. Um, so yeah. I'm sort of interested to see wh- where that's heading. Um, meanwhile, of course, Sonia has realised that she is late on her period uh, mm. and has taken a, pe- a pregnancy strip thing from the hospital and is kind of worried about taking it, which is understandable considering that Reese absolutely apparently hates kids. <laughs> He's terrified yeah. of the idea of having kids, doesn't want them, has no interest in dealing with a screaming child all day, maybe because of the fact that they make him anxious, which is understandable, but this, but at the same time, yeah, just doesn't want kids. That's, that's, that's mm. fair enough. You know, if you're allowed don't, to not. Yeah. I don't want kids. Screw that. <laughs> like, and... You know, you're enjoying life as a mother at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, it's great. Our kids, everyone. Do it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I would be, Honestly, Ree was messaging me last night because yeah, she's going through that stage where she doesn't want to go to bed, isn't she? You're, yes. Your you're, you're little one just, at the moment. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fun. It's three hours. Three hours of screaming. It's brilliant. I have children. You want to watch a few episodes of Super Nanny. She was an expert on this sort of thing. Uh. Ask her to move out, mate. If she's going to keep being. I agree with like some of the things that she does, Super Nanny, but not all of them. Anyway, oh, we digress. Really? I'll be here yeah. all day. Yeah, some yeah. things I do, and some things I don't. So. Ah, what about the naughty mm. step? Are you, are you in for the naughty step? Depends what age it's from. I understand. I understand the reasoning behind it, but I don't know because some kids need it, don't they? Because of that far gone, I guess. All kids but, are different. Do you know what? The fact that you might need a super nanny is reason enough for Reese to just go, I'm all right. And that, and I think that's understandable. It is understandable, but, understandable. It doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't put Sonia in a brilliant position because she kind of quite strongly suspects that she might be pregnant. Uh, and then Reese later finds the pregnancy test in her bag. Uh, so he's now kind of thinking, oh, dear God. <laughs> But then there is a, yep. a moment this week where Re- where Sonia says that he um, clearly the two of them have quite an active sex life. You wouldn't think it to look at Reese, but apparently the pair of them are at it, you know, day and night, swinging from the chandeliers. Um, but Sonia mentions this week that Reese will often pull out a packet of condoms. So is she pregnant, or is there something else going on? How old is she? The menopause? Oh, interesting, Rob. I'd not clicked to that. <laughs> I mean, well, you I... can have it. You could early have early menopause, menopause. Yeah, yeah, at her age, because what is she, late 30s? Yeah. Nearly at 40? Least, at least, yeah, I think so nearly. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be considered very early, now. but it's not, it wouldn't be unheard of. Ooh. But I just, I, I don't think that she is pregnant, especially when I don't know. It's a, it'd be in, but then I kind of, at the same time, almost want to see Reese being confronted with this and sort of see how, the, the, where's the story is the, is the question you've always got to ask in the situation, isn't it? Um, and it would be quite interesting to sort of see Reese deal with life as a parent. If he's that against kids and he wants to stick with Sonia, because he's not, mm. I don't think Reese for a second is, the, I, think he'd, I think he would freak out and, you know, he'd do his thing of like running away or something. But I think he's not the sort of person who would, get Sonia pregnant and then kind of be an absent father. Of course he wouldn't do that. But I'd be very interested to sort of see how he would deal with that and how he Mm. sort of is with his own child if he feels kind of unattached from the kid and sort of doesn't know how to deal with it. That would be a really kind of long-term interesting path for his character. So 
because Reese does need to have something like that going on because he's a great comedy character, but he also needs his own sort of character path. Mm. And that would be a good one to have. I'd be interested to see that. I'd be here for it to happen, but I just almost feel like we would have found out this week if it was, and we're only mm. four days late. It could easily, it might just be next week. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously... Maybe it's just giving them this opportunity to talk about it rather yeah. than I mean, you're a, I don't know. you're a woman, right? I am. Uh, yeah, I, I see no, no flies on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um four days i mean you're gonna have to educate me here like four days is that a thing that can just happen well, sometimes or is it a... yeah yeah it can stress if you get poorly so it's not that's what i'm saying it's not if it if it were like maybe a weekly maybe you'd start going oh yeah but four yeah. days it could be could be stress related it could be anything but sonia did say oh i'm like clockwork i'm never late so for mm. her maybe it's out of the ordinary she's got an app <laughs> Same, mate. Same. Have you? Oh, all right then. Fair yeah. enough. I, okay, I'll shut up then. I didn't. <laughs> I thought that was you just a very. Shut so- up. I thought that was a very Sonya type thing to have a, an app for that sort of thing. But if it's quite a lot of us thing, have apps for it. Yeah. Do you? Oh well, fair yes. enough. <laughs> it's 2023, Rob. It's 2023. It is. It is. All right. Fair play. Fair play. Maybe I should get one then, just to be down with the kids and ultra woke and all that kind of thing. I'll get myself a period app. See how that works out for me. Well, you might learn some things. Might learn something or ask stupid questions on the podcast, then would I if I knew about this sort of thing? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, there was one little thing with Reese I wanted to kind of... Just, I mean, yeah. this is very... It was a very Reese thing to do for him just to sort of empty his brain, as he did when he was talking about how much he hated kids. I just thought it was a bit insensitive that Whitney was sat there throughout the entire thing, considering what Whitney recently went through. <laughs> Reese oh, was yeah. literally sat there going... Reese was literally sat there going, like, who would want a baby? <laughs> Like, what's, who would want a kid screaming all night long and Whitney sat there, like, twiddling her thumbs, going, yeah, yeah cheers, yeah. I, I mean, quite like that, actually. Yeah, I mean, she didn't make anything of it, cause, fair play, but yeah. it was kind of, I think, a bit insensitive of Reese at that moment. But, yeah, mm. I think, uh, there we are then. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that plays out, but I'm intrigued to sort of... So I, I, I'm normally, I've got to be honest, I'm normally kind of against pregnancies a lot of the time because what tends to happen is that a character right, will be right. pregnant for... Uh, no, I don't mean that. I mean, in terms of soap. <laughs> I mean, shut up. I mean, like, in terms of soap, like, this is what tends to happen is that the character's pregnant for ages and then the baby disappears off screen because they yeah. realise that they need to do more with the character. And then you're always asking, oh, who's looking after the kid when both of the parents are there? You know, you just have moments like that all the time but in this respect actually i'd be quite interested to sort of see what it does to sonia and reese's relationship and how reese reacts to it so maybe there is actually quite a lot of story potential here we should have i agree yes just have to wait and see right then ladies and gents next story A couple of smaller stories now. Uh, we'll start off with Alfie. Now, it is Burton and his birthday coming up, and um, Kat tells him that he can't do anything massively dramatic for his birthday, for their birthday, because Phil is planning on sort of taking them out and spoiling them. And obviously, Phil is like a multimillionaire or whatever. He, I, I would love to know exactly what Phil's net worth is. Because he's always got like, you know, sort of 10 grand lying around a safe. Like someone can go up to him and say, oh, lend us 50 grand, Phil. And he's like, yeah, okay, there you go. There's 50 grand. I would love to know exactly how rich Phil is. Um, but Alfie kind of works out that in terms of sort of making a big event out of the boy's birthday, he can't really compete in terms of monetary values. So Freddie feels a bit sorry for him. So Freddie arranges this sort of pirate themed birthday party, which was all very cute. The boys loved it. 
and spend the rest of the week driving Cat insane while they are like pretending to be pirates and jumping on the bed and all that kind of thing. So I'm probably watching Peter Pan on repeat or something like that. Do the kids still watch Peter Pan? Remember the Disney version of Peter Pan? I'm sure they still watch that, right? I reckon so, yeah. It's a great yeah. film. It's a great film, kids. Because we know all the kids watch our podcast. Watch Peter Pan. Well, <laughs> well, uh... Although you said all kids were excited, Tommy weren't, were we? Oh, no, Tommy very... Yeah, it's not his birthday, though, is it? Tommy's kind of... No, very but he's a bit too old, isn't he, for yeah. 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 I liked Tommy's that, though. Like, I liked that yeah. little touch. Tommy's kind of like, I'm sorry, Barris. This is this is like this is the most uncool Called thing I've ever been a part of. And quite right, too. For a teenage boy, I imagine that was very, very lame. Like, watching everyone yeah. running around doing pirate impressions and beating cats up with balloons. It, I, yeah. Couldn't, I imagine there couldn't be anything worse. Um, But, which is all very nice for Alfie, however... I suspect uh, the the good times for Alfie are only going to be so limited because there was a few little hints this week that Alfie has been going to the loo quite a lot because uh, Olga, the his nightmare boss at the betting shop, was kind of has apparently been keeping tabs on how often he's been going to the little boys' room. Um, so, and we are, you know, we seasoned soap viewers, so we kind of some sometimes see a hint when we see one. Uh, so what do you think? Is this maybe a health storyline coming up for Alfie? I think so. It's looking like it, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if he's saying... Th- I know that Olga's being painted as this big bad boss, but if Ragged. she's actually... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she's actually tallying how much she's going to the toilet. It must be going a lot. So surely it's uh, yeah. something. Yeah. Right? I mean, Alfie I kind don't of know just, what. Alfie kind of, you know, bats it away, go, well, I'm a soldier. And there's, that is what happens. And that is what happens, to be fair. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know I'm only 21. I was going to say, Rob, you know. Um, do you know what? I don't think I won't forget that. So next time I see you in real life, I'm going to attack you. Um, but, um, you know, it sort, of, it sort of kind of suggests that something is coming for Alfie. Now, men going to the loo more often, there is a multitude of reasons why that might happen. Obviously, this is a soap, so the most extreme version is probably the most likely version. But I would be reluctant to see sort of like, you know, because it sort of maybe suggests something like prostate cancer or something like that, which I don't want another cancer storyline so soon after Lola. And actually, I don't think that's what we're going to get because there has been other things with Alfie going on. Like the few weeks ago, you know, when he was working at the Vic just before Elaine sacked him, he was quite clumsy and was sort of like knocking things over. So it seemed like his coordination was a little bit out. Yeah, so it feels like it felt like maybe that was a hint at something as well. So something is going on with him. I don't know, but there's been a few theories online of what what it might be Parkinson's, uh, motor neuron, all and all that kind of thing. So there's several options about where they might go with mm. it. And bearing in mind as well that Alfie did have a brain tumor at one point that he had operated when he was in Redwater. So that's apparently that, that disappeared. That was all good. He won't. He hasn't got that again. But we do don't think, talk about Redwater, Rob. What don't talk about Redwater. Stays in Redwater. Because the last time we the last we saw of Redwater, Cat was nearly drowning in the sea, and apparently she learnt to swim, <laughs> and then just got away Goodbye. from that. Um, Nine lives, haven't they, cats? Bless you, aye, aye. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything. I'd like to think it's going to be nothing terminal, but something that's going to keep him well, going in terms of story for a while. Rob, you know you like me and my out there theories, don't you? Oh, God. Go on, the bird poo's related to it, is it? Is that what the... <laughs> no, no, there's no bird poo or football being kicked about this time. If you missed, the pa- if you missed a... an episode recently, but the... Reese saw some bird poo on the Mitchell's door and is convinced that it's a really big clue as to the Christmas mystery. I, I remain... I mean, it still could be. We've got a parrot involved, be. so... It still could be, yeah, um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> no, this yeah. theory with Alfie, I don't know if it's a theory, but from the couple of little hints we've got, I wondered, is he is he ill? Mm-hmm. And he's going to go get tested, and then people might start having a little whip around at Vic for Alfie, you know, because he's suffering right. a little bit. Okay. And then he might get the results and get the all clear, but Alfie being Alfie, will he go, oh, people are giving me money for this, so maybe I <laughs> should... Carry on, you know, letting people yeah. think I'm poorly and so maybe I'll keep can... bringing some money in. I don't so, know. So, you know, kind of going up against Phil's wallet sort of thing. Maybe. Yeah, I exactly. sort of feel like this is going to be the sort of story that we're going to have ultimate sympathy for him for, though. So I don't I don't know. You could be right. That's not a, that's not your worst ever theory, in fact. Oh, but thanks, no, no, that's, that's quite all right. Uh, but I don't know. It feels like there's a hell storyline on the way for him. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's early stages, but let us know in the comment section what you think that might be on the way for Alfie. It feels like something's wrong with him, but we don't yet know what. Hmm. Watch this space. One other small story that kind of kicked into gear at the end of the week was Ben. Uh, and this suggests, and the way this was building up suggests that this is going to be quite a big one next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, but uh, Callum has basically made a huge fry up for Ben and it becomes quite evident quite quickly that Ben has no interest in eating it. He's sort of making excuses, getting a little bit snappy about it. And it's sort of evident that he's now just not eating at all, isn't it? Like, because he went for a stage where he was kind of like, you know, for like proper, like, enjoying food binging. well not enjoying it but like binging it and sort of stuffing it all in his mouth and now he seems to just not be eating at all because Lexi had made some cakes and he couldn't eat them either um and it's clear that he is now just not eating at all and they clearly appear to be building it up to it because if he's not eating at all that suggests that this is now a bit of a ticking time bomb um and mm-hmm. honey honey seemed to clock there was something wrong with him at the end of the week as well because there were sort of making kind of vague comments oh you didn't eat your breakfast oh you didn't eat your cakes either and then ben was kind of looking all shifty and honey sort of clocked that something might be wrong um so yeah i feel like this is going to mainly be the big story nine next week possibly so that should be interesting um i mean good i'm pleased because this has sort of been going on in the background now for a couple of months now so it's i'm glad that they're now going to be fully addressing it because ben sort of had these moments we're obviously quite aware of what's going on with ben but it seems like now is going to be the time where other people start to discover it and honey is a great character to be kind of noticing at something because obviously honey has got her own history with eating disorders so it's it's good and her and ben have an interesting relationship because quite often ben's an arsehole to her so it's interesting to sort of see honey sort of be the one that might step forward and notice something's wrong and try and talk to him um sort of maybe try and get him some help um yeah, it's 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 going to be quite a sad one. Go on. Well, uh, Honey's got this relationship with Phil as well now, so if she yeah. does click it, click to it, and she, she can't Phil, yeah. get through to Ben, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if she'll go to Phil. And I can imagine Phil having quite an archaic view on such kind have, of disorders. So. I would have no idea how Phil would handle something like this. Like, yeah, what would Phil do for God's exactly. Sake? Oh, he probably so he even, might... guaranteed. Phil is the sort of person who would just sit Ben down and just like <laughs> present him with like a pizza or something. Oh, go on, eat that. Go on, yeah, you'll be eat right. It. Eat that. Meat eat feast. That. You'll yeah. meet. That's exactly what Phil. Phil <laughs> It's exactly what it was exactly what Phil. Oh, do you mean I'm saying it because of that? That's your brain. I my, just thought that's something that Phil would get for him. My my innuendo filled brain. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, let us know in the comments section. But I think this is very much going to be the big topic next week. So I look forward to that because yeah. it's going to be, and I think it's going to be quite a tough watch next week. You sort of get that impression it's going to because you know when mm. EastEnders do storylines like this, they do them like full on sort of 
white knuckles, <laughs> like near the knuckle sort of thing. And storylines like this are always really quite tricky to watch. Um, so I'm sort of looking forward to this next week, though at the same time, yeah. almost sort of dreading it as well, because it's it's going to be a tough watch, I think, next week. The summer lull doesn't seem to have lasted. I think they, they still are kind of throwing all the tough stuff at the screen constantly, aren't they? So... Yes, yeah. very much a topic for next week. Um, and we now go on to the much bigger storylines of the week, the parent traps. <laughs> so two stories of quite a similar theme now in people looking for their parents. We shall discuss uh, Anna, Gina and then Bobby, first of all. So we start the week, actually, with this. And Linda has announced that 200 quid has gone missing out of the, out of the till at the Vic. And it becomes apparent quite quickly that Anna is responsible for this because she's sort of at the kitchen table looking quite shifty. And Gina clocks this quite quickly. So eventually Anna confesses to Gina that actually she's nicked this £200 out of the till because she was paying for a private detective to find Rose or investigator. We, investigator, as we know. I want to talk about this private investigator. He is hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely loved him. He's or, Anna's a... Angel Gabriel, isn't he? Yes, but I mean, I'm pretty sure we've seen this private detective before, actually. Did he look familiar to you? I think we've seen that character before investigating something else. He looked familiar. Now you've I don't said know why. it, potentially, but I didn't someone, click that until you've just yeah, said some, it. Yeah, someone tell us in the comment section where we've seen him before, because I'm fairly sure he's, he's he's appeared before, but he made me laugh. He honestly did. Like, any scene that he was in, he could sort of, he sort of just slinked into view, like looking around furtively to see if there was anybody watching him. <laughs> like, you could almost hear the Pink Panther theme playing in the background whenever he entered, like just camouflage. <laughs> himself into the background <laughs> like when he came into the Vic yeah, he was true. like really sort of like looking around like slinking around the crowds to get to Anna and then just right I'll see you later and then just slinking his way back out again maybe laugh anyway don't know um, to see me I'm a private investigator yeah. I'm under the radar <laughs> It's so funny. I don't know if private investigators act like that in real life. I hope they do. Yeah. I really hope they do, because then I'll hire one for no reason whatsoever. I'll make something up just because I want to see this private detective slinking around my house like the Pink Panther. Marvellous. Um, so despite Gina's protests, Anna insists that she wants to find out what's going on with her mum and what has happened and why her, why, uh, her mum walked out. Gina does not react well to this. It seems that any sort yeah. of mention of her mum... Anything, anything to do with that, drives Gina straight to the old cocaine, which huge is, trigger, huge trigger, which apparently is quite a, quite a big habit for her. But first of all, she gets drunk in the Albert, and like it basically starts getting drunk with Jay. Now Jay at the time really doesn't need this at all because Gina's quite heavy when she's drunk. We've noticed, haven't we? Like she's really mm. sort of quite she's very intense. People, very intense. You get these people now and again that when they get drunk and they're emotional, they are so intense, and you're sort of just like, oh mm -hmm. god, you're exhausting. Bless her. I mean, obviously, you know, Gina's got quite a lot going on, but she is a very, very intense, heavy drunk, isn't she? Um, and Jay at one point thinks he's making a she's making a move on him. Now, did you think that she was making a move on Jay? No, I didn't at all. I think did she you not? just No, just I didn't intense. see it as that at all. No, I just think that she was just like, Oh, come on, let's go yeah. and carry on. Not like, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, seductively placing my hand on your leg. I don't think I think she's just because she were a bit drunk as well. She were just yeah. a bit flaily with her arms, yeah. and just like, oh come on, let's go, carry Being it quite on. Quite tactile, yeah. yeah. But Jay freaks. Jay, either way, Jay freaks out. It's kind of like, no, no, yeah. absolutely not. I'm off. See you later. Leaves Gina alone. Now, who was also turned up at this little drinking thing? Is the guy that dealt her coke a few weeks back when we discovered mm. that Gina was a bit of a coke fiend? Now, this guy kind of makes an appearance and offers Gina some more coke. He offers Jay it as well. Now. It's interesting this because Jay did used to have a coke habit. So I did wonder whether that was going to hey, sort of rear sorry. his head again. Go on. 
rewind what did i mm-hmm. say a few weeks back yes you did yes you did yes well done so this yes. one come in you did but jay kind of just blatantly refused no. it but i yeah, did sort did. of i it can't be a coincidence can it that jay used to be a coke kind of used to have a coke habit and gina's got this coke habit and these two are kind of having more scenes together i can sort of Possibly, see jay although yeah. I can, but it'd take a lot for him to go down that route with him having yeah. Lexi as a responsibility. But maybe he may be the one who's going to try and help Gina stop taking it. I don't maybe. know. But, I mean, do you think these two, on, in the long term, is this going to be Jay's next partner, Gina? It seems... It, she, no, sure not. I think that she yeah. goes quite well with... I think that she kind of fits the form of what Jay tends to go for. Like He quite likes these gobby women, doesn't she? And Gina is quite gobby. True. So I can see. I'd, I'd like to see a nice platonic friendship, though. Yeah, I, I'm always up for exist. a friendship over a relationship. Like, yeah, I'm always up for a friendship over a relationship in soap because you so rarely get them, especially between men and women. It's not a common thing to actually see on soaps. So I'm always up for that. But Look, yeah, Rob, Lola's barely cold. I think it's uh, well, too exactly. soon to be talking about potential. Oh, partners. I no, so I, it's too absolutely. soon for me to say yeah, yeah, and they'd work. And no, I don't want. So right now, no, I don't think they're going to. Although, having said that, grief sex seems to be a thing that they do a lot in EastEnders as well. <laughs> so, like, kind of ricocheting all round, rebounding. Oh, that's the trust thing that your mind to, to go straight to that, Look, Rob, honestly. I, I'm just looking at evidence that's been before me in, in the show before, right? It happens. It happens. I bet you, at I some know. point, they sleep together. That's all I'm saying. It might not happen immediately, but I think it will happen at some point. Um so Gina is originally going to get some coke off this guy, but then Ravi sees them. Now, here's a conversation that some people aren't going to be ready for. I, <laughs> I actually think, yes, it's bad that Ravi is dealing drugs, all right? But Ravi made it quite clear that, you know, he trusts the coke that he's getting he's getting it from. And actually, if you're going to do it, it's best to have stuff that is more trustworthy than something that some random scroat off the street is offering you, in all honesty, you know? Yeah, because she didn't eat even know that guy does she she doesn't know him that well no peggy's that time so she's got no one who can vouch for his stuff being safe i mean this is a whole decriminalization conversation really isn't it and about how you know things are safe (laughs) but nobody is so i agree with what you're saying i'm trying to back you up here rob that at least ravi's confident that his stuff ain't cut with a load of crap yeah it's true it's which is what he said so yeah if she's gonna take it then it's it's best that she's going she's going to somebody that she knows is going to give her stuff that's yeah. not going to cause any sort of damage or anything it, it, it is better like that in all honesty not I mean, that we're condoning we I mean... <laughs> not that we're condoning the taking of drugs whatsoever but it's no no, you no, know, no 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 but it's it is it is better whether you like it or not yeah it's so, it, yeah, it, exactly, yeah exactly it is better um and I quite, I quite like the fact that Ravi seems to have a very select clientele who he's prepared to deal to like he kind of likes the cut of Gina's jib I think it's like yeah, I'll give you drugs that'll absolutely fine I'll put you on the books I I forgot about Ravi's involvement. So did I. Side of things. So did I completely. And I then thought I that was thought. Dumb. I mean, I don't know how these levels work in the drug no, dealing in gang and games, but yeah. I would have thought that he wouldn't maybe give it to people directly. Maybe he was giving it to dealers mm. from yeah. from when him and Keanu did that job. They had quite a yeah. lot. So surely he's well, not I... just personally dishing it out, right? Yeah, and I thought I thought that that I, I I'm with you. I I had. Compl- completely forgotten that Ravi was all involved in this sort of thing yeah. and I thought that that has sort of petered out so clearly not mm. clearly Ravi can get his hands on some stuff when as and when he needs it so, so... Ag- again the thing with Ravi and Gina maybe that's gonna kind of roll forward but then he's with Chelsea Christmas now and he seems quite... that's another and he seems... ammunition yeah oh, no. yeah I didn't he's... think I didn't think romantically I was oh, thinking okay. that 
if he starts getting a hooked on it and keeps giving it to her mm. and dealing it, another reason for you've got another suspect. person. Yeah, because yeah. talking about Gina's drug habit, it just seemed to be something that actually really causes concern to everyone in the Knight family. It seems that Gina, they, they basically mm. keep referring to Gina as an addict. And Gina is very much kind mm. of like, I'm not an addict. I can stop it and take it whenever I like, which, you know, is mm. fairly addict dialogue, really, isn't it, a lot of the time. So I I wonder if actually, yeah, you, that's a great point, actually. It might be something that puts Ravi in the spotlight for Christmas Day quite mm. quite happily. Mm, I have to wait and see. Um, but meanwhile, Anna is sort of still continuing to kind of keep communication going with this detective and Gabriel Chang, his name is. And he actually, once seeing the locket, he realises that it's a either a wedding date or a birth date. The man's a genius. <laughs> and then sort of go, <laughs> the man's an absolute, the man's a genius, isn't he? <laughs> like paying 200 quid for like, information. He like met that. up with her. I love yeah. that he met up with her. Like, no, 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 this is, this is this important. Is, that's a date, that it, is. <laughs> It could be a birthday or an or, anniversary. Or an anniversary. Yeah. I mean, it's a date. So quite likely it is a birthday for someone. Yeah. These are the yeah. man's genius. Absolute genius. And I wonder if she's forking out 200 quid and nicking out the till for information mm. like that. But he does seem to get a lead on this quite quickly, which kind of suggests what exactly was George doing if it was that easy to find this information out. I don't know. Um, but he basically discovers that there was a bank account that's recently closed in Spain. I was very confused about this because we know that Cindy's currently in France and presumably she's been in France for quite a while. So I don't really know how she ended up with a bank account in Spain or how any of that's worked out. Because they're saying that her bank account from back then when she, you know, left the family was yeah. still open all this time. And so she she's just only just closed, closed it. it. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But obviously it's very lucky timing. You're saying George mm. must have not got very far, but luckily for Gabriel, she just so happens to have done something in this past week. Yeah, that's Ooh, true. Yeah. Coincidence. No wonder Gabriel's got so many references, really, is he? Exactly. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that kind of kind of sets Anna off thinking. Um, meanwhile, the discussion about who nicked the money is still going on in the Vic. Tracy gets briefly accused at one point. Nice to see Tracy have a bit of a bit of dialogue. Oh, yeah, she had a little um, line. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> the whole thing with Elaine sort of <laughs> like going, nothing, Tracy, only joking, love, and then like really kind of fervently accusing her. Quite enjoyed that. Um Anna basically confesses to George what is going on and says, yeah, I have, I have hired a private detective. I took the money. George is sympathetic, but I think he's, I don't know. What do you think of George's reaction to this this week? I got the impression that he was sympathetic to, to Anna, but he kind of wants her to stop looking because he, maybe he's not ready for what might be revealed as well. Or maybe he, what do you think? Cause I feel like that we still don't know absolutely everything that went on between Anna and between George and Cindy. This is it because it's quite understandable that she wants to go looking for a more. Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. She's. I think it's more like he did say to her, "You're going to end up getting hurt." I never got Mm. anywhere with it, so I don't see how you're going to get anywhere, and you're just going to end up disappointed. And they obviously they view Anna as the sensitive one, don't they? Really, which she is. I think. I do think his intentions are. I don't Mm. want you to get hurt because I don't think you're going to find anything. Mm. I think you're going to get your hopes up. He's almost saying this guy. This guy's going to rip you off, Anna, because there's no way he's going to find anything because I didn't find anything. Yeah. So I think it's just that, really. I don't think it's the... I mean, obviously, he's probably not that ready himself either. And he's maybe in his head, he's had this closure and said, well, I've accepted that mm. she's gone forever. Uh, yeah. But I think it's more protection over Anna than anything. And Gina, okay. of course. Yeah, well, obviously, Gina... Breaking it, it all up for her, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this this whole thing clearly is a massive, massive trigger for, for Gina to go back on the coke. And it's clearly something that she really struggles with as to why her mum would would leave her like why have you done this to me what did i do to deserve this um so 
she kind of continues taking drugs. She visits Ravi again when she discovers that Anna is still sort of haven't got the investigation going. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of culminates in the pair of them basically agreeing to stop their own part of it. Like Gina rings Gabriel and says, "Look, I don't, I don't want any, I don't want you to do anything else." And Gina promises to floss the drugs that she's just bought down the loo, and they sort of hold hands, reunited, clearly with their own issues still hanging in the air. So it's this is very obviously still very much not done. I wonder if Gabriel is going to kind of keep because I think Gabriel quite enjoys his job. <laughs> he was quite pleased when he found this link quite quickly, didn't he? So I wonder yeah. if he's going to kind of find something else, or he will, you know, he'll have rang somebody to ask some questions. That person will then get back to him, and he will then go to one and say, "You may have asked me to stop, but I did just receive this information as well." So I don't know. It's I think there's very much not done with that yet. Anyway, so meanwhile, of course, um, is that we get more sort of development for Anna and Bobby. Now, the Anna and Bobby relationship continues to really sort of warm my cockles. I love the pair of them together. They're so sweet. Um, But there's an interesting moment this week where Harvey sort of turns around to Bobby and goes, yeah, no, because I think Bobby's kind of worried that Harvey would get the wrong idea and think that he was just completely over Dana. And Harvey's like, no, 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 you're only young, that's fine, but just make sure that you don't make the same mistakes as you made with Dana. You know, no false names and pretending that you didn't kill your sister. Um, and Bobby's kind of like, oh, yeah, I really should mention that to Anna. Turns out Elaine got there way before Bobby even continued, even, even met Anna, because Elaine is just the mouth of Walford these days. And he told Anna uh, basically everything that had gone on anyway. Um, and it kind of becomes quite clear that Bobby still really struggles with all of this. Um, so... Obviously, the Lucy thing is going to be very much a theme going forward as and when Cindy eventually returns and Anna discovers exactly who Bobby is in relation to her own life. Um, But I think it's interesting that Bobby is still very much struggling with this and it's still very much sort of a thing that he mentally kind of struggles to deal with. So that's going to be interesting. What do you think? I think... I think, obviously, he's always going to struggle with it, but I don't know if it's more that they're setting it up for when Cindy returns, that Anna's going to be sticking up for Bobby so much and Cindy's just not going to understand it at all. So yeah. So going to offer that little... I mean, I can see... Because, obviously, out of the two of them, Gina is the more fiery one. And I think it's sort of been... Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be looking at Gina and thinking, yeah, you're clearly not far from the you know the apples clearly not fallen far from the tree Cindy on that front two, yeah yeah so i feel like G- when this all comes out i feel like gina's going to be like ultra fiery and sort of like trying to break him and, and anna's going to stick by bobby and that's going to really break up their mm-hmm. relationship as sisters maybe it's going to maybe it's going to go yeah. down that front because cindy is not going to keep quiet about this i feel like she was too accepting of what was what had happened when we saw her in france that's immediately kind of perked yeah, my suspicion definitely. so I think that that's very much going to come to the forefront and that's very much going to be sort of Cindy's modus operandi as she, when she returns and sort of to deal with Bobby and then with Ian and it's all going to go mad and I cannot wait for Cindy to come back. There's so much stuff like waiting to blow up. It's so, so, so exciting. Um, was there anything else with this? I think that it was it was quite a heavy week with this thing. I think mainly just development for Gina as well. Like a really good week for Gina. Really enjoyed all the sort of character development for her and sort of like, as we look at, what kind of pushes her to go for the drugs and sort of really exploring her drug habit as mm. well. I think it's I think it's interesting going forward looking at that. She were a good little boxer, weren't she? Down at she boxing was. den. Well again, you know, I, th- I think George was quite proud of that, wasn't he? Like clearly that's been a thing that mm. they've done growing up. Because Anna's not going to do that. <laughs> like Anna no, doesn't seem like not. the sort of person who's going to like kill you. Um Gina, I think it's quite a good outlet for Gina as well. Maybe that's the thing. Like maybe when the drugs situation first happened, it was a sort of thing that George used to take to the gym and say, right, take your frustrations out on this. Never mind drugs, take it. And maybe it was quite medicinal for her in that respect. So that's interesting, I think. 
Yes, I can't wait for this to develop. I love the Knights. I really, really love the Knights. Everything they're bringing to the show at the moment, I'm just so... I, so I love them and I'm even I even enjoy Elaine now. Ever since her and Kathy yeah. have had that little friendship, now I understand Elaine more. So yeah, I'm here for Yeah, a I mean I like Elaine's role in this actually. Like she is I think she's trusted by the girls. I think that's sort of because sometimes in this yeah. sort of situation you can get like the girls kind of battling Elaine during the same thing. But actually Elaine's very much part of their family, I think. Like she's by George's side completely. I think it's more to do with the fact that she loves George so much that she's prepared to take the yeah. take these two on, which is understandable. But I think that she is so kind of in love with George that she is more than prepared to like deal with Gina. And I think it, if a situation arises, she will deal with Gina's being crazy and Gina's drug taking, all that kind of thing. She's quite happy mm-hmm. to deal with it. So fair play to her, I think. Marvellous. Yeah. Right. So that's one parent's kind of investigation going on. Another one, meanwhile, was going on on the other end of the square. And let me tell you, ladies and gents... It gave us some great performances. So, hands up, all right? Completely hands up. Uh, When Freddie arrived, I weren't sure about him. I really wasn't. He's grown on me, but when he first started, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm convinced by you completely. But let me tell you, this week, Bobby Brazier absolutely knocked it out of the park for me. I thought Freddie... And his performance was amazing. I felt things. <laughs> like it was really, I really felt for Freddie this week. Um, and Bobby Brazier has shown that he is more than capable of sort of going up against the stalwarts of the show. You know, when he's up, he's acting with, you know, likes of Jesse Wallace, Perry Fenwick. He is great. Like, and Freddie is a character I'm really in love with now. I love Freddie. I think he is, he's quite unique in the sort of character that he is. Like he's got a sort of, like his spiritual side, the fact that he's so sensitive and, you know, he's not just your typical lad that you, t- you, t- you tend to get with, with on the soap with the young with the younger characters. Like him and Bobby are adorable together. Like it's just, he's a great character. I'm absolutely obsessed with Freddie now. I love him. Fair play. You know what? He's grown on me. It took a yeah. few months. Yeah. I think for, I think it took a few months for Freddie to get settled in mm. and for Potential for Bobby Brazier as well, but that's just due to storylines and is getting to know Freddie yeah. rather than anything else, I'd say. And yeah, I, it, yeah, he's really grown on me. I'm Team Freddie now. I were a bit unsure, Absolutely. not even that long ago. And now, yeah, he's, yeah, he, fit, he slots in well. I like yeah. his relationship with Alfie as well. That works because mm. they're not yeah. technically family, but no. you know, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you've yeah, just said. Yeah, he was he was brilliant this week. So <clears throat> he was touched by the pirate themed party and how much Bert and Ernie basically enjoyed it and their relationship with Alfie. And it got him thinking again about his dad and who he is and why he's been sort of fatherless throughout his life. So he starts asking questions and that immediately unsettles Cat, who's kind of you know kind of re- ob- for obvious reasons because obviously Cat knows what's going on, Alfie knows what's going on, Billy knows what's going on. So the three of them are sort of talking about it and saying things like, "How do we do this?" Now, the whole thing about this week was fantastic, except the fact that you sort of feel like, are they really going to do this whole story without little Mo? Is she not even going to make an appearance? If I keep I thinking this, and there's no signs of her coming, is there? There's no signs that she's coming back. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, the, the thing is, Kat said something this week, which sort of felt like one of those sort of soap-like excuses, 
where it was basically like, I mean, she basically implied that like Mo couldn't come back to London. Like she was that traumatized by what why by what went on. And to be yeah. fair, if there was any character in the history of East Enders who had a right to to basically develop a phobia of London and the East End after what she went through as a character, it's little Mo, in fairness. Yeah. Because she was put through the ringer, that woman. Like years Winter. of bit years of being Trevor. In, in a Trevor, <laughs> nearly died in a house fire, raped twice. You know, that's something that is like and it's interesting with this. What kind of fascinates me about this storyline is the fact that originally, back in two thousand and whenever it happened, when Graham first raped little Mo, it was sort of seen as a real big sort of error from the show for doing this to little Mo again. It was very much sort of fed into this idea at the time that EastEnders was the depressing soap and that you basically needed a Valium to get through each episode. Um and it was, you know, it was and it, the, the executive producer, I think it was Louise Berridge at the time, has sort of since come out and said, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. We didn't do that right. Because a character being raped twice, you know, a woman who was raped twice, they're going, in her words, going through something very sort of individual and unique about their own self-worth and everything is, is what she said, essentially. And they didn't really explore that properly. Um, mm. But it was the catalyst for why little Mo left and broke up her and Billy, who were together at the time, and sort of expl- and was the reason why little Mo left and was to never return. Obviously, she Freddie had been born by that point, so her and Freddie sort of went off in a taxi and we never saw little Mo again until Freddie eventually turned up last year. Um, so Freddie is basically doing his thing and trying to find stuff out. Katz tells him a load of rubbish about, like, oh, yeah, well, the reason is Mo had an affair and then she was with a married man and she doesn't want to talk about it. It upsets her. So don't you be asking her questions. And Freddie doesn't believe this whatsoever. Fair play to him. Um, but mm-hmm. Tommy overhears everything. Tommy is basically, because he doesn't want to do with the pirate thing, I think Tommy is much more interested in the skeletons of his family. I wondered, I wondered that. Why was he like so adamant to go and tell Freddie? Were he just that annoyed that he got made yeah, into the pirate party? It's interesting with Tommy because, uh, you know, Tommy's kind of gone through some stuff as a kid. I think maybe he, he mm. there's enough for him to be able to sympathise what Freddie's going through. Um, I mean, bearing in mind that Tommy was living with the wrong mum for a little while, <laughs> so uh, you can sort oh, of, under- yeah. yeah, so you can sort of understand like maybe he's got a little bit more sympathy for it. So he basically overhears Cats using the phrase yeah. Graham Foster and car dealership, um, and runs to Freddie and tell and tells him what he knows. Freddie mm-hmm. very quickly finds Graham Foster, original Graham Foster, by the way, like that, yeah, yeah played I by did. Alex Alex McSweeney. Nice to well, let's say nice to see him again. Like it was nice that they got the original actor back yeah. to play him, which he, and I thought he did very well actually. Um, instantly, sort of hateful and clearly hasn't accepted what he did to Little Mo. He clearly still blames Mo because yeah. he was he at the time was all very kind of never confessed to doing it. He just got sent down. The jury found him guilty. Then he went to prison. Um, so when Freddie eventually gets in touch with him, him and Bobby basically create this lie about he wants to buy a car of him so graham arrives in the square and once he once he realizes that freddie's not trying to buy a car he tries to drive off and freddie goes you're my dad you're my dad i want to speak to you um and you kind of wonder how is graham going to react to this but Fred, graham is actually kind of flawed by this and stunned by his past catching up with him like this and clearly quite likes freddie like quite likes likes his personality sees that he's a good lad and they arrange to meet up for a dinner and throughout all of this, you can sort of see Freddie's excitement 
and his adorable sort of puppy dog expression about the whole thing, which kind of makes the whole thing much sadder because you know what's coming and you know that he's eventually going to be hit by these revelations and it's going to break his heart and break his heart. It does because Kat is forced to tell him the truth about what actually went on. It was a nice little history lesson, actually. They, it was, it was all fairly kind of close to close to the knuckle right down to the song that was playing. Um, Because when Freddie was wandering through the pub later, the song that was playing was the song that Graham was putting on repeat so that he couldn't leave the pubs leading up to the events of what happened. It's all very good. Very, very good. It's just the the Clenner's era, really, isn't it? Just Mm -hmm. covered in history. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, But yeah, Kat tells him the truth and Freddie just doesn't deal well with it. He goes to... Go on. It's a lot to take on, isn't it? And having your auntie tell you rather than your own mum. In fact, Mm. your auntie... The guy that you thought was your dad and then, well, Alfie. <laughs> bless him him. um yeah it's it was a rough time for freddie and he went up to the roof of the vic they really need to get a lock on that door because nothing good ever happens when anybody walks up there that doesn't live there they really need to maybe some and maybe some like fencing or something it puts me a bit on edge also they just got maybe this is me asking a really dim question here right but the the roof of the vic they call it a fire exit there isn't stairs leading down from the roof of the Vic on the outside. So how is it a fire exit? Why would you want oh, to in a got, burning... Have they got ladders? Maybe they have got ladders so. that you can climb down or something. I don't something. think they have. No one's ever climbed because... down those ladders before. Oh, well, that's true. Well, in they... New York, you have, like, on buildings, you have ladders that, like, go halfway so, so that people can't climb up. Yeah. So you climb down halfway and then you jump rest at building. I mean, you? I might be wrong. So there that... might be there might be a way of getting down from the roof of the Vic that doesn't involve you falling off the edge, which oh, everybody see, else seems to I... I thought he said, oh, I saw the fire exit. And then I thought, and then he decided to go on roof. I don't yeah. know why I thought that. But I just don't, that was the fire exit. I just can't help but think that the last place you want to go if the Vic is on fire is to the roof. Because surely that, make, oh, yeah, yeah. surely that makes Down it much more difficult. Yeah, exactly. That makes it surely much more difficult to be rescued. <laughs> like, there's enough exits around the bottom edge of the Vic. Like, you've got the main doors, and then you can go out the cellar door. I think there's another door out the back there somewhere as well. Are so, you sure? But he said it were a fire exit. He said it was a fire exit. He said I saw the exit. I saw oh. the fire exit, and it yeah, just made it makes sense to come up here. Absolutely no sense. I've got one I... flight of stairs into a flat, and then up another flight of stairs. Mm. Yeah, I I don't. I think don't that's know. Very, I don't think that's a very that's good fire no, exit. No, I don't. That's my analogy well, of the situation. Well, I can tell you now that where we are, we do not have any fire exits on the top floor. Even if we had a roof, that wouldn't be the case. No. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um. So, but again, what this gives us is some gorgeous character development. There's a really nice scene between Gina and Freddie, and they're sort of basically give each other a heart to heart. Uh, and Gina t- basically talks him down through what he's got. I mean, I don't think Freddie was going to jump off or anything, but he wanted yeah. to sort of, he's the sort of person that would need to be in that sort of kind of seeing the world in front of him environment. It sort of settles his brain a little bit, closes the noise down in his head. Um, and Gina and him basically talk through what's going on, like he feels guilty about what his mum's had to go through, raising him, what must she be thinking whenever she looks at him, is he going to be anything like Graham, you know, and for Christ's sake, and there is nobody who could be less like Graham Foster no, than Freddie, you know, like yeah. bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, he kind of goes back and Kat and Gene and everybody's kind of fussing over him and he just wants to kind of get away from it all. And then by the end of the week, he's got a video, a voicemail message from Graham on his phone saying that his sisters are really looking forward to meeting him. He's got like a whole family that he didn't know he mm. had. Uh, and they all send him the details for meeting up for dinner uh, at the weekend. And it's kind of, and then he just sort of breaks down, dissolves into tears. I was so nearly there as well. I was nearly crying watching him. What's like, up with you, Rob? I know, Bobby Brazier. Hello there. I know. Right there, Bobby. 
got you. I got your number. Wow. I thought he was fantastic this week. I th- mm. really thought he absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, and like I say, I did not think that Freddy was a character that was going to be capable of doing that to me when he first mm. arrived. And he really, really is. And now I'm holding him up there with all with everybody else. You know, it doesn't bode well for Freddy as a character that the actor can do this because that means that Freddy is going to be in for a lifetime of hell on Square because he's going to start. He's going to oh, keep yeah, getting. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's going to keep getting these tough storylines now. So good luck to you, Freddy. You're going to need it. Um, but yeah, really, really, really strong stuff. So what does he do from here? How does Freddy react to it from here? Do you think? Well, it can't be the end of Graham Foster, can it? Because why bring it back so. the original actor? So episode. something else is, yeah, something else is going to go on. Mm. Keep mentioning the fact that he's got sisters. So are they going to introduce his Maybe. entire family? Maybe. I mean, you were saying that Graham was so enthused to meet Freddie, mm. possibly because he's got two daughters, and he thinks, finally, my son's here. You know, yeah. want me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well. The only other thing I can think of is, is it Graham on the floor on Christmas Day? Now we've it's got another suspect. Yeah, for sure. Why Somehow. not? It's, now, who would who would be responsible for him, though? Because I don't think anybody within the immediate circle. Just but it's Stacey. A, well, it's another topic of rape, though, isn't it? Because Dean is a somebody that keep people keep kind of throwing into the mix because mm. why was he mentioned? You know, mm, so true. it's it's a I mean it's it's sure it's a bad guy, but it's a bad guy who's going who's around the square when this storyline we know is on the horizon. So sure, yeah. why not? I don't uh, to be honest with you, I don't think we're still going to be talking about Graham come Christmas. I would be very surprised if we are. I feel like mm. this is maybe just a bit of a guest appearance for Graham Foster okay. for now, for now. But I might be wrong. But I I feel like this is very much a sort of a thing to sort of address that. Um. And there is still time for Mo to make an appearance through this because Freddy has only just discovered this and you sort of feel like Mo would want to speak to Freddy at some point about this and not mm-hmm. just on the phone. Even if it is just, you know, one of those kind of video call things that they they, they like doing these days, which is the best way yeah. to get a guest character yeah. back for an episode, isn't it? Because the actor can just record it from their living room and no one's and it doesn't give them any kind of hassle whatsoever. They don't have to come to the studio. Yeah. They can be wherever they like and they can just do it there and then. So I can see something, maybe something like that happening. But it feels like, as good as this has been this week, it feels incomplete without at least one scene with actual little Mo. I don't know. I agree, but I don't think we're going to get it. I think mm. we know about it by now if it will come in. Yeah, I think I it may be that they're right that Freddie goes to stay with her for a bit and then they talk talk it through there and then he'll come back. I just don't see that she's going to come back. Mm. No, be I nice don't know though, what... but obviously it not. would be nice, and it just—it's just the thing. It's just—it kind of like, why would you do this storyline if you weren't going to at least bring her back for a little bit? Because it feels like she's mm. a very important component in this. Yeah. It's felt weird enough that Mo has just been all right. Fine, you live with Cat now, you know, or you live with Alfie now, or you live in—you live in Walford now, where I mm-hmm. have no interest in ever going. So that it feels weird enough to do that. So it might be nice for us to be able for Mo to be able to come back and address that, and then leave again. Fine, but it just. I don't know. It, it, let us know in the comment section. Do you think this they can do this storyline fully without Little Mo, or do you think that she might make a guest appearance? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm mm, I'm, I'm unsure. But what I do know is that um, Bobby Brazier knocked it out of the park, and thereby Freddie definitely gets my gold star this week. Ree, I have to say that. I knew you were going to give it Freddie. Has to be given to Freddie. Has to be given to Freddie. Who's yours? Mine is Gina. Marvellous, Freddie and Gina. Freddie and yeah. Gina. Uh, we have somebody yeah. counting our gold stars out. 
and we like we love that you do that so that's very useful please to carry us, actually on. please carry yeah. on because it's actually relevant to something we might be doing later on in the year so please continue doing that we love that you're doing it thank you very very yeah. very much um that's the end of this week's storyline discussion however we had a lot of breaking news happen this week um spoiler phobes thank you very much for listening goodbye because we have uh some exits that have been announced so we're not going to read any comments out this week, ladies and gents, because we had quite a lot of news this week, which renders discussion. Um, like I said earlier, if you are against spoilers of any kind, uh, and you might want to avoid this section because we had some big exits announced. The first one being Shona McCarty, who plays Whitney, who has quit the soap after 15 years of playing Whitney Dean. Uh, according to the Metro, the much-loved soap star, 31, has been playing Whitney Dean since she was 16. And while she admits it's a difficult decision to leave, she's keen to spread her wings. Speaking about her exit, Shona has said, I've decided to spread my wings and will be leaving EastEnders. I have loved my years in the show. She added that she has many fond memories of her time on the programme. I've been trusted with some incredible storylines and have been made and have made amazing friendships and family which will endure um my heart breaks <laughs> like what no but, uh, she's one of my favorites she's absolutely one of my favorites same, I mean, same whitney has gone through a lot in all fairness so there's never it's it's never a bad thing for a character to sort of maybe rest for a little bit and as long as they don't kill her off which actually i don't yeah. think they will do i don't think they'll kill whitney because the thing is a character like Whitney, who has been through so much in quite a mm -hmm. short amount of time as Whitney has recently, she's, like, she's had a mad few years, Whitney. It takes one nutter producer to come along and decide that a character like that needs to drown in a swimming pool. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Mm, I do know what you mean. I know do what I mean? know what you mean. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I could see Shona kind of, I mean, I think she might go and try a bit of singing because she's got an amazing singing voice. So uh, she, yeah, she, quite easy, she quite easily have a, a great singing career. She wants to go and do some more acting. As long as she doesn't die, I think we might see Whitney again. I think Whitney's the sort of character that kind, so. of, kind of return one day, as long as they don't kill her off. Mm. Um, kind of gives Zach a bit more leeway as well. Like, Zach's more than capable of sort of picking himself up and going off into another character group. Obviously, I like him and Whitney together, but it's, you know, it's, all, it's nice for Zach to have something new to do as well. I am good with that, though, because I do like Zach and Whitney together, and I thought that they could have been, like, they could have had quite a, you know, quite a long relationship, but clearly not. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a so shame. So how's she going to get written out? How well, think it's gonna yeah, happen? I mean, like I say, as long as she doesn't die. Um, yeah. I don't know, you can sort of see, I mean, something could happen to Whitney because everything happens to Whitney, bless her. You know, it, was, it, was, it, it really hit me this week. I was like, Whitney didn't have a huge role this week. But you know those scenes where she was sat there talking to Sonia and sort of just yeah. being Sonia's mate? I was sort of watching it like, oh, I'm really going to miss you. Like, but Same. It's, you know, there's a lot going on this year. So for Shona to, for Shona McCarty to be written out is presumably going to be something relatively big. I mean, she's got lots of relatives she can go and live with. She can go and live with Bianca. That's fairly easy for the Yeah, I was just do, thinking that. Um, mm. So, you know, maybe things get too much for her and she decides, she decides to up and go. I don't know. Um, but it's Whitney. So I'm sure it could be something dramatic. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her. Um, but that is not all, ladies and gents. Um, it has also been announced that Lorraine Stanley will be leaving as Karen. Um, she's actually been written out. The producers have decided that Karen has sort of reached the end of the road as a character. So they're going to be sort of, they'll be writing Karen out um, later this year. Now then, mm -hmm. there is something quite 
kind of telling, I think, about the fact that Lorraine Stanley is being written out later this year because Keanu is very much a suspect for Christmas Day. Yeah. And I think this puts him firmly in the limelight for being on the floor Christmas Day, don't you? Like it's I think there's a there's a high chance of it, definitely, will Lorraine Stanley leave him. But also they might write her out in a different way. Who knows? They might do. I mean, there's a there's a few theories going around that going, why would Karen ever leave? So maybe she's being killed off. And I can't imagine a situation that's gonna happen as to why as to where no. they're gonna kill Calum off. Yeah. Why would they do- yeah. I mean, it's only theories at this point. Nobody knows anything. But my, I mean, my immediate kind of theory was that it that might mean that it's Keanu on the floor Christmas Day, and yeah. confronted with the fact that she's now lost two kids, you know, Karen does a Shirley and sort of just goes, "I need to get away from here," and then just sort of wanders off. What that would also do, to be honest, is give them a good way to officially kind of write out Bailey, Mac, Mia, you know, these kids that have like uh, apparently yeah. that apparently are there, but they've had about three appearances in the past year. So clearly mm-hmm. there's no reason for they've got nothing to do with them. They've clearly got no reason for But what know, about likes. Mitch? Because surely Bailey won't leave without Mitch. You'd think so, but then at the same time it's not like Mitch and Bailey have shared any screen time for the past since <laughs> for years True. now, is it? So yeah. it's Mitch and Bailey clearly aren't a relationship that they're that interested in sort I of mean... developing any further. They did they they did something wrong, didn't they? She Chatham and Riley don't live with her anymore, but she's got mm. her two grandkids and Bailey there. Don't make yeah. any sense, does it's a bit it? Odd, they, isn't it? She's just lost direction, hasn't she? Yeah, and it's a it's a shame because it's funny because we were talking about the Taylors last week and sort of their role within the show. Um yeah. and if Karen leaves, like you immediately start asking questions about where the rest of them are gonna go. I do mm-hmm. think this really puts Keanu up on the floor Christmas Day. So that's mm. one thing. I don't think Keanu's still gonna be here this time next year. That's just a that's just a theory. True. I don't know anything, yeah. but I think it kind of puts him in danger. Mm. Um Bernie is has got Bernie. a nice role within the cafe. She kind of Bernie works, I think, as a community character. And I think the thing that you always forget about these sorts of characters who don't seem to be doing a lot on screen is that you need these community characters to sort of be there in the background, do their thing. She works wonders in the calf, Bernie. I think it was a stroke of genius sticking her in the calf because it's really kind of given her a bit of new life as a character. I agree, and I really enjoy, and I think it works with her being in the cafe, but mm. I do think it's getting a bit old. Actually, if I'm honest, I think she needs a little bit more to her, and then we can appreciate that she's a a girlfriend. Think she needs, yeah, just anything, just anything that's not just my role as being the gossip in the cafe. She needs Mm. something else as well, and then she can carry on doing that. I think, but right Mm. now, it's it is getting a little bit old for me, and I really like Bernie in that role. But Mm. yeah, she needs something more. Well, maybe she will. Maybe her brother's going to be found dead on the floor maybe on Christmas she will. Day. Who knows? Maybe she will. Because we know we know that Bernie loves to do grieving acting. Remember what she was like during the car crash? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Give, her more, give her more of that to do. She loves doing that. Um, and then Mitch, of course. You know, I mean, it's not like Mitch and Karen are together. So that's not necessarily a yeah. thing. You forget that Mitch and Karen aren't actually an item. It's kind of like mm. they may as well be, but they're not. So yeah. Karen leaving doesn't actually really affect Mitch all that much. But at the same time, that's sort of his link to the square especially if mm. Bailey goes, because I don't think Bailey is going to be a character that they've clearly got any interest in investing in. Which is odd, because Bailey got best new, got best, um, like, new kid oh, yeah. or best newcomer or something yeah. a few years back. So that's a bit yeah. of a, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just big news for two characters to be leaving like that. Whitney is huge news. It feels like Whitney is going to mm. be really, really missed. Karen, you know, I, I think Karen is a bit of a Marmite character in a lot of ways. I think you either really like Karen or you don't like Karen. Um, I like the role that Karen plays. I think the best of Karen was when she is sort of being a lioness to her kids. She is a great mother in a lot of ways. 
Um, yeah, definitely. And has a great role in that sort of sense of like she would clearly do anything for her kids, mm-hmm. which again it may, is maybe something that's going to trigger her exit. Mm-hmm. Like, what would she? How far would she go for her kids? Maybe that mm. might be an interesting thing to explore with Karen eventually leading to maybe even a prison exit or something like that. I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it will be harder to write Karen out than Whitney, weirdly enough. Even though Whitney is a bigger character in the sense of the more dramatic storylines tend to happen to Whitney, it feels yeah. like there's less, there's, which having that role means that you are easier to write out, surely, because anything can happen to you. Whereas Karen is such a stalwart in terms of like, she clearly wouldn't go anywhere unless she absolutely had to. Yeah, it's exactly. Sort of... Karen's got kind of more responsibilities on the square than Whitney. Yeah, yeah. She, so, yeah, yeah, it's easier to write Whitney out, I think. I mean, well, poor, poor Chelsea. She's got to get somebody else to pay the rent on that big house, isn't she? <laughs> like... Yeah, isn't she? Um, so, yeah, I mean, give us your thoughts in the comments section, ladies and gents. So you're sad to see Whitney and Karen go, and how do you think they're going to be leaving? Does this put Keanu in the limelight for Christmas Day? I think it does. I really think it does. I think it, I think Nish might be, I think Nish might be safe. I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to wait and see how it's all going to play out. I keep changing epi- by every episode. I've got a new suspect in mind, so I really don't know. Which is great, really, isn't it? That's how it should be. Yeah, it's it should brilliant. be. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, big, big news. So let us know all your thoughts on it on in the comment section below or by doing any of the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. Lastly, give us an email at E20AfterDarkPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and watching, everybody. We will be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.